Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here for the Fightful.com podcast for July 28th, brought to you by DraftBeast.com and on it. Go to our podcast page, Fightful.com slash podcast. Just go to Fightful in general, but go to our podcast page. Click on any of those podcast links. You will see that beautiful on it link. Click it, and you will open up just a cheat code of sales from our good friends at Onnit. I am joined by Vince Russo, and Vince, this is a podcast people have been looking forward to. Uh, you know why, Sean? Because let me say this off the bat. I'm running a little behind this morning, and I think this is what they're looking forward to. I have not showered. I'm not trying to show off in a tank. Bro, I, I am doing this show in my pajamas. Let me stand up. I'm going to give you a, a full twirl, bro. Hold on. Okay. You got to make noise so the people can see you. Oh, you get the Batman pajamas on. People see the people can't see it, Vince. You're not making any noise, so the camera's not on you. Either way, he he had his headphones out. So, Sean Ross Sapp, I don't know if I've ever done a podcast in my pajamas before, bro. I I do them in basketball shorts quite often. I mean, I work from home, yeah, but there you, go. you know, a lot of people. Uh, <laughs> Your your Monday Night Raw review column turned some heads, made headlines on other sites, one of which took 75% of your column, which we do not appreciate. The uh, standard in journalism, by the way, guys, a one-third at most. So if you're, you're taking 75% of our column, uh, maybe take a media ethics class, please. But I will say this with full disclosure. You know, I'm the managing editor on Fightful.com. That was not the headline you gave me. I changed that headline to, you know, represent what would attract the most people. And, and it worked. But, I mean, you know, I, didn't, I don't feel like I took it out of context, anything like that. But people are, you know, they're, they're upset at you over Finn Balor. Now, there are a lot of people that think I'm going to go off on you. They're going to be disappointed, Vince, because I'm not a fan of Finn Balor. Now, I mean, there are things we are going to discuss, but, like, 
he doesn't do it for me really in the ring or as a personality. Now, here's the thing. A lot of people like him, and they far outnumber me. Right. So I'm okay with it. But uh, explain your, your Finn Balor, your, your dislike of Finn Balor winning these matches, and we well, will discuss. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you phrased it that this dislike compared to the 99.9% of the feedback I got, explain your dislike of Finn Balor. I never said I disliked Finn Balor. This is where the problem always is with the wrestling media, bro. They'll take something and they'll spin it the way they want. And that spin is usually anti-Russo. Never, I'm going to say this again. If somebody can send an audio clip or a, a, a written word of Vince Russo saying, I hate Finn Balor. I will send you $10,000. I'm pretty sure you have the I Hate Finn Balor album on vinyl back yeah, there. Somewhere. Exactly. Exactly. Sean, here was my statement. People, bro, here, here's the problem. People can't separate prof, uh, the business of wrestling from the fake show. They can't separate the two. Here was my comment. The creative decision for Finn Balor to pin Rusev and Roman Reigns in the same night to me was the official end of wrestling as we once knew it. That's what I said. That had everything to do with the booking of the show. That had everything to do with the creative decisions that were made. That does have not have one thing to do about the the uh, the skill set uh, uh, or the talent of Finn Balor. They're two different things. But of course, it's Vince Russo. So everybody's got to take that as Vince Russo just buried Finn Balor. No, I I just buried the booking, bro. I just buried the creative. I did not bury Finn Balor. It could have been anybody. Well, not anybody in that slot. It could have been Ambrose in that spot. It It could have been Rollins in that spot. The fact that two heavyweights were beaten in the same night by a guy that's not a traditional wrestler, to me, that right there changes the wrestling business forever. Well, I'll preface my my discussion by saying I don't think he should have beaten Rusev. He should have beaten somebody else in that match because that's your United States champion. Agreed. I do think they made Finn Balor in one night. They had him over the U.S. champion. They they did a good vignette on him, and then they had him beat Roman Reigns. Uh, that's as strong of first night booking as I can remember in the WWE. Um, you, know, you had Jericho that came out and interrupted The Rock, but The Rock held his own there and kind of, you know, that was that was like by, a by association thing. That was WWE's way of saying, here's Jericho, here's The Rock. They are interacting because, you know, a lot of times that didn't happen. Now, with the, I think the, the size thing was what a lot of people got hung up on. Mm-hmm. And I can say, do you know who Hoist Gracie is? I, I, yeah, I know, I know of him, yes. He defeated three men in one night. Then he came back. He defeated four men in one night. There were no weight classes. There were no weight divisions. This was real. Mm-hmm. So if we're talking about realism in professional wrestling, 
it doesn't get more real than a real fight. And, you know, the, the comments where you said, if this were a shoot, those were shoots. Over two nights, he beat seven guys. That was also, that, that was also Royce Gracie. Bro, sure. if, if this were a shoot, let's let, stop right there, Sean. If this were a shoot, you think Finn Balor beats Roman Reigns in a fight? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Oh, oof. You think he beats? Okay. You think he beats Rusev in a fight? Okay, so here's here's the, the issue on that. How heavy is Rusev or Rusev build at? Three hundred and five pounds? I, I, I don't know. I guess I don't know. You tell me. So I cover MMA extensively. There are no three hundred pounders in the UFC. Two hundred and sixty-five pounds is the max. The reason for that is, is because in a shoot, three hundred pounders just don't get it done. Yeah, they don't have the conditioning. But they, short, short, I, I hear. Hold on, hold on, bits. Even yeah, above yeah, two hundred and forty-five, two hundred and fifty pounds, there aren't a lot of UFC heavyweights that are well over five hundred in the company. It just doesn't work out like that. There, it's the Cain Velasquez's, Junior Dos Santos, Fabricio Verdum, and when you look at them. They do not look like Roman Reigns does with his shirt off. Yeah. They are not ripped. They are not jacked. Yeah. They but, look much different. But, Sean, let me tell you this, bro. I respect you schooling me on this. I really do because I did not know the guy beat four guys in that. So I respect that. But, Sean, you got to understand something. There's more to it than that. There's the booking of the match. And, bro, the one thing that stands out, bro, I don't remember the whole match, but here's the one thing that stands out vividly to me. And, bro, I'm not good with moves and everything. I'm not a wrestling mark. I don't know what the names well, of the moves are. If it's Balor, then it's a kick, a stomp, or a drop kick. No, I'm, okay, I'm talking about this, bro, because it's not just about the size. It's about the unbelievability in the way the match was booked. This is what stands out in my mind, especially in the Reigns match. Bro, there were two, two times. Reigns had Baylor up here and slammed him like to the mat, not once, but twice. Bro, there is no way, no way any human being Finn Baylor's size would have been able to kick out of that if done to them two times that looked like it took every ounce of wind out of Baylor's body and it was at that point the second time when I said well th this is just unbelievable now he should have beat him the first time he did it again and he still kicked out at that point you've lost all believability with me. So I respect what you say about the size, but it's not just the size. It's also the way the match was laid out. The size thing is the real hangup for me. As I have witnessed on just over the last 20 years, this has been proven that not only, not only can uh, lighter weight guys, and keep in mind, Finn Balor is billed at 190 pounds. That is the that would be the third highest weight class in the UFC. But we've seen it time after time. Genki Sudo, a 155-pound Japanese man, beat the brakes off of Butterbean in a fight. Um, Giant Silva, who was in WWE, horrible at MMA. Horrible in a shoot. Uh, we've seen Ikushi Minowa, who is about 180, 190 pounds, make a living beating heavyweight guys. Uh, Christian Mpumbu, who gave up nine inches and about 60 pounds to Stefan Struve, a seven-footer, beat him in under two minutes. Bro, are, these, are, are, bro, are, these, are these names ca cartoon characters you're making up? Nope. 
They are real human people. (laughs) Gegard Musashi, who was on the UFC 200 card, I think it was UFC 200, defeated Mark Hunt, the guy that uh, Brock Lesnar fought. Uh, So did Melvin Manhoof, 170-pound man, defeated him. BJ Penn fought at 145 pounds, beat Rodrigo Gracie, who fought at 205 pounds. Can I interrupt you to put you over? Sure. Let me put you over for a second, Sean Ross Sapp. Bro, if I start just calling you Sean Sapp, will that really irritate you? I hate it. I hate it. All right, Sean Sapp. I mean, Sean Ross Sapp. Can I tell you why I love you and why I do this show, why I'm glad we're back together? Because I'm a super genius. Well, I love the fact that you're you're, you're schooling me on facts. I love hearing all these smaller guys that beat the bigger guys. This is why I love having conversations with you because you're, you're, you're educating me, and I'm open to listening to this, okay? But, bro... These are the arguments I get online. Well, you had a problem with Finn Balor being beating Rusev and Roman Reigns, but what about David Arquette winning the WCW title? Sure. So, do you understand the difference, bro? Do you? Well, want- there, were, there were obviously different circumstances, yeah. and that's where I definitely agree with you saying it's how the match was booked. Because you could book Maxwell Hardy to become world champion, but he ain't going to beat anybody up. You know, I, I so I understand that. Now, I will not advocate David Arquette being WCW champion, no, but I completely fine. agree. Right. I completely agree that it's pro wrestling. It can be booked like that. You can book me to become a pro wrestling champion, which, I mean, well, let's be real. I, I am in an indie promotion. But if Vince Russo runs in and hits my opponent in the head with a hammer, you know, that's, that's pro wrestling. It's entertainment. Um, but, like, my thing is, you know – I don't. Are you familiar with Chad Gable, who just got called up, American Alpha? No. I, I mean, I know who he is, bro, but yeah. I've never seen his work. Few guys on that roster I would take over him in a fight. He's an Olympic wrestler. So, you know, he would – you know, if he wants to legit pin somebody, regardless of size, with the exception of maybe, you know, Jack Swagger or uh, Brock Lesnar, he's probably going to do it. Um, and my thing is, you know, often when we talk, you say that, like, guys like Sami Zayn looked like they are plucked off the streets. Cab driver. Cab driver. It's my exact words. He's the same size as Shawn Michaels. <laughs> no, I, 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 I challenge. I challenge that. He is. But I'm glad Monday Night Raw happened because I can forever point and say, no, no, Vince. Braun Strowman's jobber looked like he was plucked off the streets. Yeah. Was that guy not the most glorious jobber you've ever seen in your life? Bro, you know what I don't understand, Sean Ross Sapp? Can you explain this to me? Sure. Please. We have the draft, which I, I, I toasted you in. Uh, to yeah, the, right. the normal people. Not, oh, not, 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 the, not the marks who you catered to. Not the you, marks who you catered to. The marks, everybody has the internet, Vince. You know what? 86 my grandmother doesn't. The US. My grandmother doesn't have the internet. All right, listen. Your, your grandma went to the library and voted for me. Bro, you're making me lose my train of thought. And my grandmother would never vote for you. Let me say this. Did we not have the draft where because Raw is three hours and because SmackDown is two hours, they got three picks to every SmackDown's two, right? Yeah. Then why are we having job of matches? Because you cut the roster in half, I think. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Oh, Just because I, I'm going to look forward to Braun Strowman destroying yeah. Sean, no, no casual viewer. No outside of a, 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 a an internet wrestling guy who's going to sit there glued to the television for three hours. No casual viewer is going to sit through a match that they already know the finish of before the bell even rings. Nobody, bro. And and good luck doing that when Monday Night Football starts. 
Good luck. Oh, yeah. I, I Good luck with agree. That's, that's going to be a channel changer when Monday Night Football happens. Yep. Good luck. Um, you know, to my point I was making earlier, even in pro wrestling circles, you know, Yoshitatsu beat the brakes off of Sheamus backstage. That's like a 70-pound weight difference. But, bro, I, I'm, I'm hearing you, and I'm agreeing with you, but it's also what you said, bro, a lot. It's half and half. It's size, and it's how the match was laid out. But I've seen it time after time. You know, People can come back from that. And, you know, I, I, that's another thing that I get when people talk to me about realism. You know, I dedicated my life to pro wrestling and MMA and learning about it and training in it. That way I could come on here and talk about it. And when I watch pro wrestling with MMA fighters, uh, one of the things that, that when I'm asking them, what do you think is unrealistic – they say that these guys sell too much because they would never sell in a real fight. That's now, point, I know that for, for an entertainment perspective, you got to sell. That's part of it. That's part of the story that you're telling. That's but, interesting, uh, Sean. I never looked at it that way, but very, very interesting, bro. Very Shayna, interesting. Baszler, Shayna Baszler, who is a, another student of Billy Robinson, she's like, I hate it when people sell submissions because if I sell a submission when I'm grappling or I'm training, uh, they ain't letting go, especially if I, even if I reach the ropes. They're going to snap some stuff up. Yeah. Bro, I, listen, I, I, I want to tell you right now, half of these names you're throwing out, I, I believe, are fictional characters. I believe you're making these names up because I don't think any people would have these names. But go ahead. But I great point. Sean, great point. Bro, I've never heard anybody make that point before. Like, bro, testosterone, what is it, testosterone-filled mm-hmm. men running, pumping on adrenaline mm-hmm. would not show weakness in a fight. Very good point, bro. Very good point. People liken leg kicks. You know, people say they watch MMA and they say, "Oh, well, kicks to the leg don't hurt." Uh, yeah, they do. It's it's like having. I could equate it to maybe having a, a baseball bat taken to your legs. And I watched a guy on Saturday night get his legs kicked about forty times by the hardest kicker in MMA. And with the exception of of a couple of couple of moments. He wasn't pretending like it hurt because he knew the target that that would open up. Now, for pro wrestling, I, you have to sell. I think you have to sell. But I am of complete belief that as pro wrestling evolves, and especially as MMA has become more popular, people are, people are seeing things. People are seeing that, you know, not, it, people don't sell all the time. Some of these moves don't work. Some of these moves work a lot better than they thought. I'll give you one instance, and I'll send you the video of where I think selling is advocated. There was a fight, I think, about 10 years ago. Scott Smith, Pete Sell. I think it was Scott Smith got hit in the ribs. He doubled over. He was done. He looked like he was pro wrestling selling. As soon as his opponent saw that, he ran at him. The guy had like a miraculous recovery, punched him right in the face, knocked him out, fell right back down and held his ribs. It's like he knew that he was about to get this one opportunity to come back from getting hit in the body, and he did it. I think that's okay in pro wrestling. Like when you see a guy get knocked loopy, and then he hits him with a clothesline or a kick or something, I think that's okay. Yeah, yeah, but Sean, Dun- bro, I hear you, and I'm not arguing with you. But when it's done over and over and over, it's just like you said, bro. The guy had one shot, and he took it and crumbled down to the ground. When, yeah. when when guys get nailed with a super kick to the head 
and then they get up and it's five offensive moves in a row. No, bro. No. Sure. If, if, if you get in one shot like this guy, I get it. But when it's five moves in a row, no, bro. That doesn't work for me. And, and you know, here, here's what I'll say about that. Because I've, I've seen your super kick point, and, and I agree. Super kick is one of my favorite moves. But uh, personally, me, when I'm wrestling in a match, I don't use it more than once a match. The Young Bucks, that's their gimmick. The Young Bucks gimmick is that they are ridiculous indie wrestlers that do all the things that people criticize them for. It's, it's almost like they're a parody of themselves, and I'm right. cool with that too. They make right. money for it, from it. Right, right. But um, I'll say it like this, you know, with the super kick thing where, you know, people will say, Shawn Michaels did it once, and everybody else it takes 10 times. I'll, I'll, I'll counter with this. Um, when Mike Tyson punched somebody, it took one time. When every other boxer punches somebody, it doesn't always take one time. Sometimes it's in who throws it. And I think if anything, you know, that does a service to Jake the Snake Roberts, yeah. who yeah. made the DDT, in my opinion, the best finish I have ever seen. Yeah. And Shawn Michaels, who made the super kick, one of the best finishes I've ever seen. Shawn, what you're saying makes a lot of sense, bro. But once in a while, that one has to do it. Yeah. The, 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 Ziggler, the, the, the Ziggler one did it on SmackDown. I was ecstatic. So, bro, I hear what you're saying. But, like, once in a while, that one super kick's got to catch somebody and none of them do anymore. That That's the yeah. problem, bro, you know? So what you're saying is 100% accurate. But they don't do it that way. They have to. Well, lately they've been doing the thing. I've noticed it a lot more lately. It happens about maybe once a week, once every other week, where a just a random move will finish a match, like that big flip, sunset flip power bomb Zane did and pinned somebody. And Owens needs to finish somebody with that that fisherman suplex off the top rope. That's got to finish somebody. Uh, that Falcon Arrow, the suplex into the slam that Seth Rollins does. After he superplexes a guy, that's got to finish somebody soon. Yep. Uh, that power bomb Sami Zayn does, got to finish somebody soon. These moves look really cool, but they have to finish somebody sooner or later, or people are going to stop buying them as finishes. Vince, who's calling you right now? I don't know. It was a local number, bro. So Is that, is that David Arquette? Is he trying to get he's, – he's <clears throat> mad you know, Let me tell me. you something about this David Arquette. The guy has agreed to come on the show. Ooh. Talk to my uh, – here's my assistant's phone number, this, that, and the other thing. And then every time I try to nail down a date, I, I can't nail down a date. Freaking drives me crazy. If, you're, if, you're gonna, if you don't want to come on the show, don't say you come on the show. Oh, and I, I really, hate that. I believe he does want to come on the show. I don't think he'd give me lip service. But then when I try to nail down the date – but go ahead, bro. You said he's got heat with you? No, I was just saying he heard me saying that I wouldn't advocate him being champion, and he oh. probably wants you to. He probably wants you to book something for this promotion you're working for, and be happy to. But, yeah. By the way, I love I love that business of the business show you're doing. Yeah, thank you, Sean. And nobody will promote this for me because nobody promotes anything Vince Russo does. If you're a real wrestling fan, bro, and you watch ten hours of wrestling a week, <laughs> I think this is a show you want to watch. It's freaking different, bro, and it it tells you about the. Uh, the, the business of the business, and it's free, bro. I'm not charging money for this. You can go to my YouTube channel, Vince Russo's The Brand. It's free. Please check it out. 
I'm going to start posting those episodes on Fightful.com. I'm going to start embedding them. I hope you will, Sean. Really, I'd love you to. Because like I said, bro, here's, here was my, the motive to my madness. I've been wanting to do this since, since I went to WCW. I yeah. never had the vehicle. I'm not looking to make money from this. As a wrestling fan, this interests me. And, bro, you know no wrestling promotion is going to do this because living inside the wrestling bubble, they still think kayfabe exists, which is insanity. So I, I have the freedom to do this. That's why I put it up for free so you can watch this and get educated about our business. So I would really appreciate if you would put it up. Thanks, bro. Definitely. I love it. I think it's great. Uh, I love learning anything I can about that type of thing. Uh, Especially when it comes to psychology. That's my favorite thing about pro wrestling. Yeah. I love the psychology of pro wrestling. Somebody asks, Sean, what do you think is the most underrated move or the most uh, underutilized move when it comes to finishes in pro wrestling as it pertains to MMA? Um, a good old-fashioned closed fist punch because with the exception of the big show, how often do you see people in MMA get knocked out by a closed fist punch and how often do you see it in pro wrestling? That... I think that's one of the reasons, Vince, why previously, and they don't enforce it really anymore, closed fist punches were supposed to be illegal because they're so dangerous that they're supposed to knock people out. That's why there's a guy in Japan. Um, God, they're IWGP junior heavyweight, Kushida. They do these open hand punches all throughout the match, and then he winds up and he clocks them with one, one closed fist punch. And they sell the hell out of it, and I love it. A closed fist punch is supposed to be illegal because it's dangerous. That's why you're supposed to open up the hand. It's the little things about the rules. And I don't, Vince, I don't think they enforce the rules. They don't explain the rules enough to explain why these moves are supposed to be outlawed. Yeah. Bro, you know what cracks me up, Sean? And I had to ask this. And, bro, I just found this out for the first time because I, I – I, where I work here at the Rocky Mountain Pro, there's a referee that used to work for the WWE. And, bro, here's what I never understood. Sean, do you notice this? When a guy in wrestling climbs up to the top rope, the referee starts counting. Mm -hmm. But then the guy comes off the top rope, and, and the referee doesn't do anything. So, like, that boggles my mind because I'm like, he's counting like he's not supposed to be up there. He hits the move anyway, and the ref doesn't do anything. Do you know why that is, Sean? Is do it, you technically, know, do you, is it yeah. technically because he's outside of the ring? No. Do what you know what the, what the wrestling rule book says? What is it? You've got five seconds to come off the top rope. It's kind of weird. But, bro, have you ever heard that with no, all never. the rest? That's what I'm talking about, bro. So they, they, I, they assume that we know that. I never heard of that in my life. Sounds like a Bill Watts rule. Yeah, but that's why, bro. That's why they counted. Also, oh, here's, here's a good question. A good set of questions. Sean, will you ever wrestle again? Vince, will you ever wrestle again? I will wrestle Sean. I, you know what? I guarantee you, if somebody booked me and Vince, yep. I think I, me and Vince together could put together a good match. Yep. And I I'm, guarantee you. Yeah, as long as it's on last and I'm going over. But I would ah. definitely, definitely uh, wrestle Sean Rossap. Um, I've been offered some bookings and stuff like that. Uh, I, I don't really like to go out and just wrestle, wrestle. I, I have a catch wrestling coach that has tagged with me and that I wrestle against. Uh, if 
people around here, around the Kentucky, Ohio, Indiana area, want to book us, myself and Jay Grooms, I'd do that. But not this fall. I've got two weddings and Conor McGregor's fighting and WWE pay-per-views. I don't have any time this August and September, so had to turn down a couple of bookings. Bro, when are you getting married? September 4th. Wow, that's right around the corner, huh, bro? Yeah, Sunday. Uh, What I I wanted to do... How long have you been with your uh, fiance? Oh, gosh. On and off eight years. Wow. That's a long time, bro. Yeah. It sure is. Is there something that made you take – I mean, eight years, that's a long time. Was there something that made you take the plunge? No, really. And, you know, she didn't expect me to ever ask after so long, but I just woke up one day and I was like, well, I guess it's time. I think, you know, I wanted – Vince, you know how it is as a freelancer. There's not a lot of job security in that. Right, of course. And Tough, bro. I had found a pretty good spot at Wrestling Inc., my former employer, and I had done enough there to where I thought that, you know, at the very least, I had built up a good enough following to where I could make it at Wrestling Inc., or, you know, I could do something like Fightful, and, you know, that would work for the future. So I felt uh, secure enough financially to be able to do something like that finally because – as you know, when you're, especially when you're coming up, I wrote for free for a very long time. And the irony is I wrote for free for Bill Apter for a long time. And he's the one who recommended me for this job. So it was all like a big circle and it all paid off. But Good. yeah, yeah, it's, it's been quite a while. Uh, somebody asked me, Sean, any other examples of guys that we don't realize could beat up everybody on the WWE roster? Now, I know you don't watch a lot of NXT events. Do you know who the authors of Pain are? No. Terrible in the ring. Terrible in the ring. Paul Ellering is managing them in NXT. One of those guys, his name is Selmani. He would beat probably 95% of the roster. They picked him up straight out of MMA. Fought last year in Bellator MMA. He And see, that, that's that's another point I have, Vince. This guy would beat up anybody almost on the roster. He looks a lot more like Kevin Owens than he does uh, Brock Lesnar. Interesting. He's a what's chunky his, dude. What's his name? Belmonte? Uh, Selmani. Selmani. I can't pronounce his first name. It's G-Z-I-M. But I don't even know what they're, what they're calling him in NXT. So, But yeah, he, he would absolutely destroy some of these people. Um, also, there – well – you got Matt Riddle coming up, and Vince. Oh, this is another video I'm going to send you. Matt Riddle, <laughs> this guy. He was a UFC fighter, Vince, and he was an admitted marijuana smoker, like like yourself, Vince. There you go. Yeah. Are they going to edit me if I show you my pipe? Yeah, I'll do my. Hey, there you go. Hey, I, I'm an advocate. I don't actively smoke marijuana, but I'm an advocate. Um, he was fired from the UFC for failing two marijuana tests. Didn't lose any of his last four or five fights, but he had a couple overturned and no contests. And he is now a a pro wrestler and a very good one. He is what you would call an internet darling, Vince, and he is making waves on the independent circuit and had to be to be interest. Here's the thing, though, Sean. It doesn't matter how great these guys are. If the WWE doesn't book them and package them the right way, they're just going to be like everybody else. Sean, I want to ask you your, 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 your thought on this. Okay, I don't watch a lot of NXT. I have seen NXT, okay? Quite frankly, I don't watch it every week. I am not a fan of it. I don't, I don't watch anything any, every week I'm not a fan of. It doesn't matter what it is. But here's my point. 
when I saw Finn Balor at NXT, bro, he, here's what stood out to me when they do the special ring entrance. Yeah. I Which was one, like the regular one or the demon one, the demon one. I was yeah. like, okay, now that's freaking cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, bro. Vince Russo marked out for that entrance. So here's my question. If you're going to save big on your Memorial day barbecue, all in the Kroger app, get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for three 49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, body armor, super drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. To debut the guy on Raw. You mean to tell me his Raw debut isn't important enough to merit that entrance? Bro, a guy comes out wearing a leather coat looking a little bit like Arthur Fonzarelli. I completely agree. Popping his collar and everything. I agree. why, Why would you do that? When he's got this freaking entrance that for a lot of people who never saw him before, it's going to be, holy crap, who the hell is this? Those are the things somebody really has to enter. They have to really explain that to me. I don't understand. I think that that, that show was important enough to do that. And I think as, as if him beating Rusev – the vignette, which we have talked about at length, them needing vignettes, um, and then beating Roman Reigns, I think you know that was a great way to make him on the first night. But if you put him in that demon getup and you bring the makeup artist, whatever you need to do, not only that, you get the entrance twice in one night. Boy, that that even and, and you know this was already I think the strongest first night on a main roster I've seen of anybody. But if you do that entrance. That sets him off completely. That that's just because that that entrance is what screams superstar to me. Not what he does in the ring doesn't necessarily scream. Sean, can you imagine? Let's go one step further because they they definitely had the money and the time to do it. Being it's a three hour freaking show, mm-hmm. bro. Can you imagine if he had two different entrances with two yeah. different freaking looks? Now, if I'm sitting at home, I can't wait to see this guy next week. That, that's what people don't understand. I'm not picking on Finn Balor. I'm picking on the potential of the presentation. That's what I'm picking on. Can you imagine, Sean, if he had two different entrances and one was better than the other? Now I'm sitting at home. Oh, I want to see him next week. I not a, not agree. a guy that looks like uh, he looks like a high school senior. I, I don't I just I don't understand that, bro. That's where I go bonkers. If he's a high school senior, then he's at least the star running back on the yeah, football. Probably, team. yeah. Not big yeah, enough to be not big enough to be the quarterback. Oh gosh. That isn't true. Um so WWE's bringing some names back. I don't know if you've seen this. And I don't even know if you're familiar with some of them. Because some of them I wish I weren't familiar with. Are you familiar with Jinder Mahal. I have no idea who that is. Yeah, I wish I didn't either. Uh, they don't need him back. 
What about Shelton Benjamin? Bro, do you know this is the God honest truth? I, ne- I, I, I was not watching WWE during the Shelton Benjamin run. I never saw, really? I've never seen Shelton Benjamin work. He's I know I yeah I know him I know a lot about him but I was working TNA at the time I never really got to see his work. This was a guy who had everything in the ring, and you know they they say your best athlete. He was maybe one of the best athletes ever in WWE. He had, I think, probably one of my top three favorite matches of all time on Raw with Shawn Michaels. It's just and it was so funny because. He was he was booked really strongly. He was booked with Kurt Angle as a ta- like as a stable. Then they moved him to Raw. First night on Raw, he beats Triple H, beats him three weeks in a row. Then he beats Ric Flair. Then he beats I think Dave Batista. So yeah, he was booked really strong. A few months later, won the Intercontinental Title from Chris Jericho in a match where they didn't even know the finish until two minutes before because it was one of those Cyber Sunday where fans voted on who got to face who. Every time he got in the ring with somebody really good, like a Christian or an Undertaker or uh, anybody like that, he just tore the roof down, but he just didn't have the mic skills, Vince. Mm. And today, I think that means a lot less than mm. it did back then, at least to WWE. Now, I don't expect him to be pushed to the top of the card, but I think this guy is an incredible hand to have on a when you're trying to bring back some familiar guys. Not only that, Probably doesn't hurt you at all that Brock Lesnar loves the guy, adores the guy. Mm. And one of the reasons they brought Shelton in was because he he helped coach Brock Lesnar and mentor Brock Lesnar in college and also did that in WWE. I think he's a great hand. Vince, I think you'll you'll be impressed with his athleticism at that. Outside of that, you know, they brought back Rhino. Any any thoughts about Rhino? I know you worked I mean, with him. I love Rhino, bro. I, honestly, man, he's one of the nicest human beings you'll ever meet. I he swear is. to God, bro. He's one of the nicest human beings. Forget wrestling. One of the nicest human beings, period. So I love Rhino, bro. Love him. Carlito, it looks like they contacted him. The Shining Stars are dead in the water, fans. So really the only thing they can do, and they won't be relevant, but they could make – them his cronies right and that, that's it i'm cool with that right uh also tommy dreamer now also tommy dreamer very nice guy but i don't i don't want to see him wrestling anymore bro you know i'm working an event this week and i think dream is on it <clears throat> don't tell him i said that yeah i won't but bro um bro tommy dreamer is like just that guy if there was one guy that like just keeps going you know what I'm saying, bro? Like that, he just he just keeps going and going yeah. and going and going, bro. You I know? remember, I thought his career was going to be over in the late 90s when he had all those back problems. Yeah. And I thought he was on borrowed time. By the way, I think, I don't know if the show already happened or if it's later this month, but I, f- I feel like somebody, one of my friends told me you're booked on the East Coast hosting a show and she's on it. I think so, bro. I got like, a couple uh, bookings this maybe summer. Maybe CWF Mid-Atlantic. Yeah, something like that, bro. I got yeah. a bunch of shows this summer. I told her I'd put her over. CL Party is her name. Good, CL good Party. Okay. Good friend of the site. Um, but who else? Melina. I like the idea of Melina. That that SmackDown women's side is thin. Uh, are you familiar with Melina? You think that SmackDown women's side is thin? What, what, are you talking body-wise or talent-wise? Talent-wise. Oh, God. Well, well, a little bit of both. They've only got six women. It is a two-hour show, though. But yeah, that's what I'm saying, bro. Two, how many how many women you want in two hours? Six women's plenty, no? 
Well, yeah, I, that, that I agree with, but it's going to get really redundant very quickly. And I will say this, <laughs> if Eva Marie can get to Brie Bella levels in the ring, she is going to be so much money with that entrance. Did you see that entrance? Oh, I thought that entrance was phenomenal, bro. Was I loved great. it. The voiceover was phenomenal, bro. And people genuinely hate her. Yeah, they, they, yeah. And that's what you need. Vince, bro, I remember when bro she- people hate her because let me, let me just get this straight because I'm a, I'm a huge fan of hers. She reeks freaking star. I don't care. I, everybody could scratch my backside, bro. What do they hate her? Cause she can't work. Yes. Oh, please. Okay. And that's why I think she should only get to Brie Bella levels in the ring because you still want to hold up. You still want people to hate her for whatever reason they hate her because they were watching her. People were watching on Periscope via a phone when she faced Bailey in NXT because they really thought and were really worried that the WWE was so high on her that they would give her Bailey's title. Yeah. So, I mean, people care about her, and that's what's important. Um, I think Alexa Bliss is going to be awesome. I love Alexa Bliss. Uh, I think Carmella's got some work to do since they are very obviously trying to separate her from Enzo and Cass. Like they had, they made sure to have no mention of Enzo and Cass with Carmella on Tuesday. But uh, are you familiar with Melina? And what would you think about WWE bringing her back? Bro, I'm honestly, again, I'm not that familiar with her, bro. So I, I don't want to comment. Bro, when, when, that's what people don't understand. When I was working, like for, when I was working for WCW, I did, when I was working for WWE, I didn't watch WCW or ECW. When I was working for WCW, I didn't watch WWE. When I was working for TNA, I didn't get too busy working. So, like, I, 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 did not, I did not see her run. You'd like her. She does the splits when she comes into the ring. Um, Kurt Hawkins, yeah, that's nobody of real What are you just saying there with the, with the little uh, side slap? That I'm, I'm that empty-headed, bro, that the only reason I'm going <laughs> to like her is because she does splits in the ring? Is that what you're insinuating, Sean Sapp? Absolutely. Okay, go ahead. What's Absolutely, that? I am. I agree. Um, <laughs> who else do we got here? Why wasn't Kurt back in freaking Pittsburgh, bro? Come on, man. Because the WWE doesn't want anybody to die in their ring, Vince. Uh, he, but he's past that, man. He's been, I know, past, but he's been past that for years, man. Come on. I, I, hey, I want him back, if, if only just for one match. Gee, well, you talk about the nicest guy in the freaking world. Give me a break, man. No, we I all we all have our demons. We all make mistakes. The guy's been past it for years. I think that they really should have brought him back at Royal Rumble 2015 in the middle of that Rusev run where he was dominant. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Kurt Angle should have eliminated him. He should have done the, the Mick Foley, Randy Orton thing where he eliminates Rusev and himself from the Rumble, and they brawl. Yep. And then the next night it is announced, Kurt Angle versus Rusev at WrestleMania. And there you go. You talk about making Rusev. Yeah, Rusev could win, and then, you know, Angle gets his heat back, and it's his farewell. Yep. You know, it, there's nothing in the world wrong with that. You make Rusev, you get, you let, and Kurt Angle loves putting people over. Yep. He no, no problem. Loves making people. Yep. Jay Lethal, my God, I'll never forget that. When Jay Lethal beat Kurt Angle, made him, made yep. him, in my opinion. Yep. <sighs> what, are, what are some of your experiences with that? Are there anybody that you worked with, maybe WWE, TNA, that just loved putting people over? And on the contrary, were there anybody that was just like, ah, oh, 
I don't know about that. Bro, I just remember one time specifically, I really, 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 really got pissed off. And that's why I remember it specifically, because I got that upset with him. When when Hunter was on his rise in the WWE, uh-huh. and everybody was jobbing for Hunter, we put Hunter over everybody. We had booked a match, and we wanted Hunter to put D'Lo over, oh, and Hun- yeah. H- Hunter wouldn't put him over. And I... I blew up because I knew how many guys had done the favor for Hunter. And, bro, Delo's one of those guys, Sean. I don't know if you ever had him on here or not, but, bro, the nicest freaking guy in the yeah. world. Like, you talk about putting anybody over. Delo would put your grandmother over. And when that happened, I was like, oh, bro, you got to be freaking kidding me. That guy, Delo, really exceeded expectations in the ring. Like, yep. he knew – that he had to switch things up. He yep. knew that he had to do a little bit of everything given, you know, his physical shortcomings that he had to go that extra mile in the ring. And he did it. Yep. He, yep. he really did it. And, uh, yeah, I, I would like to have him on sometime. I need to talk to him about that. Yep. Um, and you know what we were talking about earlier about how you talked about Arquette. Isn't that the worst thing about freelance and it just it, journalism in general, people who don't keep their schedules. Well, what do you mean by keeping a schedule? Like, what do you I'm mean? not talking about you and the blinds, Vince, but you know, you, you schedule something and you got to program your whole day around it based on who they are and if they're worth it. And then they either no show or they're late. Yeah. You know, you know what, Sean, I'll be honest with you, bro. I don't get much of that, but I'll tell you what I, what, I'll tell you what I hate more than anything. Bro, even I know most of these guys, and I know you form good relationships with guys too. The the, the chase, the the yeah. getting them, the getting them to me like that's the worst part of the freaking job. The phone calls and the DMs and the emails. That, that I swear to God, bro, that's why there are times like I'd rather have nobody on because it, it, it's so much of a pain in the neck. People don't understand what it takes to get guests on the show. And, and the chase is what really wears me out, bro. Um, yeah, I, I talk a lot about that Muhammad Hassan feature I did, and that was the hardest. I, so I know what you mean. I contacted that guy three or four times. He didn't have anything to do with the wrestling business anymore. And it took me months to nail that down. Yeah. months to yeah. nail it down yeah yeah and i don't regret it because now i've formed a bit of a professional friendship with the guy he's he's talked to me for this site i'm the only person that he has been interviewed by in five or six years so sometimes yeah. it's really maybe, worth it maybe you feel maybe maybe he feels sorry for you maybe he does you know maybe he does maybe, maybe he's, he's like, trying to figure out why you got three names i got three names because it's much more memorable vince <laughs> Right, Sean, you're a good guy. You know, people that, ask me that. Bro, I got to tell you, the first time we did wrestling, ain't and you were this smart little brat because oh, you had you had Vince Russo on the show, and you were gonna put your pole in the ground. I'm sitting there saying, "Who the freak is this jabron?" But I love you, bro. I love you now, like you're one of my own. I just want you to know that, bro. I take offense to that, Vince. <laughs> Bro, you did. There was a little. Bro, go back and watch the show. There was a little. There was a little peeing oh, sure on my ter- hey. a little peeing on my territory, bro. I'm sure there was. I, I have I treated to you with ground. the and I treated you with the utmost respect out of the gate. Well, I mean, you know, I do. I do like to stand. I I, I went to school for this. You know, you know a lot of people I know, are like, bro. Yes, you did. A and lot bro, of like, that's 
this that's is one why, of the misconceptions. Yeah, no, about, I don't. I don't misconcept that at all. There is a huge difference between you and hundreds of people I've worked with and done interviews with. I get it. That's why I listen when you talk because you teach me some things I don't know, and you have valid points. And I mean, I don't look down on anybody like that, but I mean, there are a lot of people well, that are like, bro, you're kind of short. I mean, face it, who are you going to look down on? Like outside of Finn, <laughs> Vince, outside of Finn Bela, who are you going to look down to? Vince, I'm six feet tall. Ah, bro, come on. That's sitting on a, that's sitting on a telephone book. Come on. I'm six feet. If, if this were pro wrestling and I put on the lifts and did the pro wrestling thing, I'm six, three. Let's not get panicky, bro. So, I mean, but yeah, I mean, a lot of people are like, well, why you're just covering wrestling? I do that out of choice, not out of necessity. I turn down newspaper jobs because I don't want to cover girls' middle school soccer or golf or some crap like that. I don't want to cover basketball or football or anything like that. I want to cover wrestling. I want to cover MMA. I went to school for it. I wish I didn't, if you want me to be completely honest, because that was a lot of money that I could have – better invested in something else but you know i got trained and i wanted i wanted to know more about it that way i just wasn't some dude all right listen bro we we, i i literally i've been on this show for an hour and 20 minutes of it was spent on putting you over we got it bro we (laughs) got sean Rossap is a superstar bro that should be the headline make a column out of that put that headline what vince russo said that's your new that's your new assignment this week what do you want me to write? Why don't you just, I'll write a whole column putting you over, bro. You want that? You can watch my match. I'll send you my match, and you can put over how good it is. Oh, that would be hysterical, bro. I would love that. I swear I would love that. We might do that soon. I don't – yeah, we might do that soon. You know, I'm no former WCW champion. Yeah, that's I haven't true. beaten Ric Flair three times like yeah. some people on this let's show. Not get, let's not get panicky, yeah. Yeah, I didn't get dubbed Mr. Wrestling 3 like, like other people on this show. There you go. Well, let's see. Let me see who else you worked, Vince. I'm I gonna... beat the Max Teal because I did his show yesterday, and I reminded him about fifteen times how he put me over. <clears throat> we're gonna we're gonna spend the last few minutes putting you over, Booker. I beat Booker because because uh, Goldberg almost killed me. <clears throat> I'm supposed to talk to him tomorrow, actually. Who's that, Booker or Goldberg? Yeah, I'm supposed to. Oh wow, good for you, bro. I love him. Uh, you worked Booker T, Brian Adams, Brian Clark, Goldberg, Sting. Uh wow! You beat are you Stevie Ray? Yeah, that's the the mix. Stevie Ray. Yeah, yeah. I, I did his gimmick yesterday, bro. Nice, nice. Um, Dusty Rhodes, Jeff Jarrett, Road Warrior, Animal, and yeah. Hawk, and you bro, won, bro. You know what I remember the most about Road Warrior Animal? It's one of my greatest memories in the business. We were working some kind of ridiculous tag at TNA, right, bro? And yeah. bro, those were back in the days where I would wear my foot, my hockey jersey. I would put the black stuff underneath my eyes. I would wear my hockey helmet and a mouthpiece. Yeah. And bro, every time, you know, Animal was on the other side. Every time he looked at me, he was freaking cracking up. He could not keep a straight face even looking at me because I was so gimmicked up. That was one of my favorite memories. Like He couldn't stop laughing, bro. He was like, are you serious? You're going to put me in the ring with this freaking jabron. I, I see on your, your page you had 10 matches. You only got beat once, Vince. What is it wow. with you holding down the talent? Holding down the talent. And you know who you put over? Jeff Jarrett and Dusty Rhodes like they needed it. Oh, bro. Are you serious? Those jabrones I put over? Damn. 
Man. I could have been 10 and 0, bro. You tagged with Elix Skipper, Low Key, and Christopher Daniels. Quite the indie darlings. I should have turned you on Daniels. Are. That's where I made a mistake. I should have turned on Daniels right there. Oh, come on. I wonder whatever happened to Elix Skipper. I thought he was were you in TNA when he did that cage walk? I was I wasn't, but I, I'm I, I was really tight with Elix, man. I love that guy. Whatever happened to him? Have you heard from him? Oh, something happened there. Was I know his son passed away. That's that kind of. I think that kind of kind of uh, you know shut him out a little bit. I feel like that that he got out of the business after that. Yeah. I thought yeah. that guy was just phenomenal. Yeah. I thought that guy was really good. Um, <laughs> let's see who else. Brian Adams and Brian Clark. So when those guys went to WWE, do you, you know the deal with them? They they had a just a shit match with Undertaker and Kane, and they got sent to de- back to developmental. Brian, two guys who had been in WWE for years before that, were sent back to developmental. I don't know if it was the learn to work. Wow, is that after WCW? Yeah, after they wow. had. Wow, you know, they bro, were bro, but I thought and, what was it? I thought um I thought um. Uh, oh, which which crush? I thought I thought Crush was Taker's boy. I, you know, I thought so too. Wow, I I did not know that, bro. That's unbelievable. Holy crap! Really? I thought they were. I loved them as Chronic in WCW. Yeah, are you kidding me, bro? What? A that's how I think. Had. That's how I think they could book Kane in the Big Show as a team in bro. 2016. They kill people. They leave. That's it. Bro, you want to hear how stupid and naive I was? Brian Adams sure. came to me with the name Chronic. They were so high they wanted to name the team. Bro, I had no idea what that meant until like ah. 10 years later. I, that's a shoot. I was like, yeah, bro, that's a great name. That sounds like a great name. I had no idea what that meant at the time. Oh, man. Oh, man. I'm a simple guy, bro. I bet you've learned le- lately exactly what Chronic means. Oh, yeah, bro. I'm a pro now. Oh, man. So uh, you're working with this new promotion. I want you to tell me a little bit about it, but not before. You know, we're talking about chronic. Chronic might make you fail a drug test, but on it isn't. And my friends, I, I, you know what I need to do on Monday nights, Vince? I need to send you a bottle of this new mood. Bro, let me ask you something. I'm assuming – you get all that stuff swag to promote it, right? Pretty much. Bro, can you send me some can – can I try some of that stuff? I, I'll put it over. I might do that. I, I would like that. that mood gimmick, bro. Well, you know, I am doing 70-hour weeks you're, here. You're freaking, you're freaking cheap, bro. Because you know what it took me to get that hat from you? People had to pay you to get the hat. They did not pay me. Somebody donated $75 to Elijah Burke's charity, mind you. Send me an on it gimmick, and I'll tell you how it is, bro. Hey, if somebody wants to donate $75 to Elijah oh, Burke's charity again, I'll do it. Oh, gee whiz with this guy. I get somebody it. says Russo after more free shit as usual. Yeah, exactly. Bro, give you give your on it plug. Go ahead. Let's talk on it. I'm pulling 70-hour weeks here at Fightful.com. I love it. I take that alpha brain in order to help me go, help me focus, all that good stuff. But with 20 hours of wrestling a week, and then you know, I'm covering six hours of MMA a week. I got to have this new mood or else I am pissy. Go to our podcast page, click that link, open up all those sales. But you know what I'm really excited for, Vince? 
You are this self-professed fantasy guru. Yes. Fantasy guru. I I sharkeeshed you in this draft that we did. Oh. And if you don't know what sharkeeshed means, I hope you Google the living hell out of it. This I, I got to get you on the draftbeast.com. That way I can take all your money, Vince. I got to take I got to get this money back that I'm paying you to be on this show. Bro, I got to ask you a question. Do you do uh, you know because you are an expert in the field and I mean that. Do you do uh, MMA fantasy? I I used to. I used to actually uh work for a website called Countermove that did like the daily MMA fantasy. They actually sold to DraftKings. And they actually had pro wrestling fantasy. I would love to talk to the people at Draft Beast about doing MMA and uh, pro wrestling fantasy because I think that that would be. Yeah. I think people would be into that. But I would think you would be able to make a little, little nice little side income with uh, oh, sure. MMA fantasy, no, bro? It's, it's so unpredictable, though, Vince. It's like really, really unpredictable because in the last couple of years, especially. You don't have a lot of dominant, just nonstop guys. Nobody goes undefeated in MMA. Nobody. Somebody yeah. always ends up losing. I mean, a couple weeks ago, Luke Rockhold, he was their middleweight champion. Everybody thought he was going to be middleweight champion for a long time. He got put in there with a 36-year-old Michael Bisping, who's been trying for 10 years to get a title shot, can't see out of one eye, and he got knocked out in the first round. You never know what will happen See, in See, but bro, let me ask you a question. This is a whole other show for a whole other time. Do you look at something like that and and question, could this be a work? Oh, no, absolutely not because I have trained with some of these people. I know some of these people also. It's really hard to fake a knockout. It's so hard bro, to fake so a knockout. Say, say you don't fake a knockout. I mean, say you don't fake the knockout. Say, you know, these guys train. I don't take anything away from them. And then they basically say, listen, man, 30 seconds into the freaking first round, first round he's going to punch you as hard as he can in the face, and you're not getting up. In MMA, in, in America, or where it's regulated at least, it's not worth the trouble to work something because if you work one fight, no matter how much money you're making off of that, the promoter and the fighters are going to be banned for life. They will never be able to make any money from, from that point forward. Um, it would ruin the entire sport. Now, that absolutely happens overseas where it's not regulated and they don't have state athletic commissions breathing down their necks. They don't have uh, you know stuff like that happening because Bob Sapp, who you may have been familiar yeah, with. I know, I know Bob Sapp. Him I know. Huge star in Japan. Yeah, huge. Mega star in Japan. Not a great fighter, but he he won some fights in Japan. He throws fights with regularity overseas where there are not athletic commissions, and he has said as much. He said, guys, do I want to get brain damage or do I want to go lay down for somebody and make a few thousand dollars and support myself? Hey, if it's somewhere where it's not regulated and you can get somebody dumb enough to to fall for that and it helps, whatever, man. But in America – and you'll always hear the rumors, but it's it's just not worth it. It's just it because that was the thing with wrestlers, bro. I know so many wrestlers that will swear MMA's a work. Oh yeah, I mean Chael Sonnen once said that you know Alberto Del Rio used to do MMA. Yeah, and he got knocked out cold in Japan by Mirko Krokop, who was known for his head kicks. And Del Rio was wearing a mask during the fight. It was a show. It was a weird. And Chael Sonnen had said that 
that company would work fights, but the person, the only person that would know would be the person throwing the fight. And Del Rio was accused of doing that. And he's like, no, I wish, I wish that were the case. Yeah. Because he got knocked out cold, but no, just not worth it in America, Vince, to, to throw fights. But um, Vince, tell these people about the brand. Also, you got columns on Fightful.com. You all got to go to Fightful.com. Share those pages every time you share, retweet, Reddit, Facebook, any of that. It really helps us. Hey, we got to make our money back. We're pre- paying Vince Russo a pretty penny, a lot of pretty pennies to be on this show. So, well, I have my, I do my only raw review. Uh, you know, my my only where, I, bro, I don't like to write anymore. I don't. Yeah. I'm, I'm just burnt down on writing. This is really the only place I write. I do a little blog, bro, every night, almost like a diary on Russo'sBrand.com, but like literally a couple of paragraphs. This is the only place where I'll write a legitimate two blogs a week. And one of them is right after Raw. So you get my raw emotion of how I really feel right after Raw. Another one is, you know, I usually write it on the weekend. And just the topic that's kind of been on my mind all week long. But bro, I don't write anybody anywhere else except right here on Fightful.com. That, that is an absolute shoot. Somebody asked, Sean, when are Fightful shirts coming out? Uh, we're working on that. Also, we're going to have Fightful Girls as well. I'm very excited for that. Hope my fiance doesn't visit the site. Right, can I get back to my plugs, please? Sure. Okay, I've been putting you over for 30 minutes now. Can I, can I, can I promote something for two? Okay. I bro? mean, you, you got, you know what? You got so dominated in the draft and so dominated in this discussion about size and wrestling that, yeah, right. I'll let you plug okay. whatever bro, you want. Bro, we're going to promote, though. You're going to promote this on Fightful because I, people will enjoy this. We're going to promote the business of the business, right? Absolutely. We're going to send you the links. It's free, people. Listen, I work for a little indie promotion here in Colorado. We're changing the name of it to The Rocky Mountain Pro. The show is on my website free. YouTube. It's on YouTube. uh, The brand YouTube. We have the show free every week. And then like uh, two weeks later, you'll see the making of the show. It's a a wrestling reality series. If you really want to see what goes into the wrestling business, it's called The Business of the Business it's a whole different take than everything you see all week long. Sean's going to start putting the links up here on FIFO. Please watch that. I think you'll love it. Obviously, I'm on Podcast One every single day of the week, Monday through Friday, with a different show theme uh, every single week. Website is russosbrand.com. You can check out everything there. Love the Mark and Mark show that you did yesterday. Um, also, guys, on Fightful.com, this week, full coverage of UFC 201 post-show podcast with Showdown Joe. If you all didn't see my post or my podcast with Showdown Joe last night, go to our podcast page, check it out. As always, it's better to watch it on Fightful.com. Helps us out a lot more. Um, also today, one of our exclusives, we have Wikipedia True or False with EC3 dropping. We are going to do a live Wikipedia True or False with Vince Russo in the future. We're going to find out which of these are just myths, events. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I'd love that, bro. Guys, thank you so much. Visit Fightful.com. Until next time, we are out. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.